All right, guys. Wow. Uh, welcome to Instant Reaction here from the guys. Iowa State just um, played to a game-winning field goal. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? What in the world's going on here? Um, first of all, um, I want to thank our sponsors. We have great sponsors: Carl Chevrolet, the Iowa State University Bookstore. Go give them some love after this one. Twenty-three, twenty-one over Texas. Um, and then our friends at the McFarland Clinic. I love the doctors there. I love those guys. Um, and I just want to, um, real quick before I get going, my little princess, um, Cami and Elise are watching. They're at home. I love you so much, girls. Thanks for watching. And to my wife as well. Um, that, do you guys like ever just get the incredible like sense of relief after a game? Um, I used to hear my my old buddy um, Fred Hoiberg used to talk about that all the time. He he would say that like after you win a game, like you feel more relief than you do like you know um, like you're happy about it or anything. And I just like here's the deal like the like fan base. It's been a really frustrating year when you factored in the all the close losses, right? I mean. We've all heard the stat, like four losses by 11 or 11 points combined or whatever. And then um, the way that this one played out, like, I don't know about you guys, but it was maddening to watch in the first half because you're like, Iowa State should be up by like 21 right now. And they didn't. Um, they failed to take advantage of a lot of opportunities. Um, rare for this team that there were some, I don't want to say uh, it was just like clock management stuff. They took the delay of game. Um, just weird stuff that don't, like organizationally, that Iowa State doesn't do very often. And you're watching Texas, and I thought I thought Tom Herman's staff did a really good job. Um, I, I'll give him props in the second half. Like their, their adjustments at halftime were fantastic. And I thought Iowa State was going to get out-schemed, to be honest with you. And, you know, then all of a sudden um, get a key stop. Kind of thought Iowa State would. Moved the ball down. Got some penalties. By the way, Texas was holding that entire game. It was incredible I, how how they weren't calling some of those holds, but whatever. Um, and then you go down, and I'm watching this thing, and I, I had to – man, I had to go up to the Cyclone Radio Network booth um, because, you know, I just like – you know, you kind of had to go up there and just be with your boys, right? So I did that. And – Iowa State starts playing for a field goal, and y'all are um, y'all are Cyclone fanatics. You wouldn't be on this page if you're not. Like that's not a it's not generally a great <laughs> sign. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're at on the field. It's just generally a bad sign. And knocked it down the uprights. Like it was um, just like a total like um, just a weird game in that sense. Like we're just flat out relief man like I um just because that would have been a really devastating loss like the Oklahoma game last week you lose and you can kind of take some positives from that right you're two touchdown underdog come back you know, I don't think anybody could really fault Matt Campbell for going for two a lot of the games this year um but this one would have been a devastating loss I feel like for the season, like I, I think you lose that one and you come into it and you're like, 
even next week with Kansas, like, you know, how many people show up, it, it would be a good crowd, but you kind of lose the momentum. Now you get this one out of the way. I don't know. And, and I'm sure somebody on Facebook can tell me I've been so locked into this one. The last I saw Kansas state was losing to West Virginia. Um, regardless, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The, the reason I make that point is now you look at the next two games where you're going to be favored and, Eight and two is a very, um, or eight and four is a very realistic possibility. And oh, thank you, Jack Whitford. West Virginia did beat Kansas State today, twenty-four to twenty. Wow, wow, this is such a crazy league. You just never know. So you get my point. Like, and if you drop this one and you had a twenty to seven lead that late in the third quarter, that's devastating. And they, they found a way. It wasn't pretty. And. There, there's a lot of things to just absolutely pick apart from that one. But, man, the close win like that um, where you sneak away and you kind of feel like you may have stole one, that feels a heck of a lot better than the, the side that Iowa State has been on more often than not this year. So, man, um, just a really good one. We'll get into some of the stats, and to be honest with you, I've barely even looked at them. I – I went upstairs, and I kind of was just hanging out with my, my fellas out there watching the game. The guy who, um, you know, really kind of stood out to me, I'll start with the offense. Obviously, Brees Hall, he, he was fantastic today. Um, but I thought LaMichael Petway, man, like he, he's a guy, I don't know if he's necessarily gotten his fair share of um, praise so far this year. You know, Charlie Kolar gets a lot of love. He scores a lot of touchdowns. Deshante Jones gets a lot of catches. But, man, Petway makes some tough catches. And he, he had one down the stretch that was absolutely um, critical for Iowa State. He draws a lot of contact. He, he I would guess he's drawn more pass, uh, pass interference penalties than anyone else on the team, just off the top of my head. He was really good. Um, I, I, you know, I wasn't – I actually – it's one of those games, too, where I just – man, I give I give Texas a lot of credit. They made some really good schematic adjustments there at halftime, and they, they were a much better football team once Tom Herman and, and that crew decided that they couldn't run against Iowa State, which I don't think they were going to be able to. The defense was really lights out. Um, towards the end, of course, Iowa State really couldn't get much pressure, any pressure at all, on Sam Ellinger, and, and he's a stud. You know, a Sam Ellinger, in my opinion, um, he was only twenty of uh, twenty-two of forty, but he was out there chucking it around a lot. And he he's kind of like Iowa State's guy, except he's bigger, where he can you know extend plays. And if you're not going to get pressure on him, he can really kill you. And that's that's what he did to Iowa State uh, down the stretch with three touchdowns. Um, I had him in New York in the Heisman ceremony before the season. That's clearly not going to happen. But that's how much I think of that young man. I'm a I'm a huge fan. Uh, uh, there were a couple key plays, you know, that that stood out to me. Iowa State and the um, the fake field goal, that one stood out to me, and I thought that was more good coaching by Texas. Um, that wasn't a good play by Iowa State, but Texas, you know, that's something that you practice all week, so that's been in Iowa State's arsenal. And, um, you know, Texas didn't bite. Now, the throw wasn't there. I think the guy was interfered with, but, you know, they played pretty well. Like, I think Iowa State took Texas's best shot there in the second half at the beginning it wasn't you know I thought again I thought Iowa State should have been up three scores early in that football game where the Cyclones just you know it was pretty typical with this offense that we've seen this year where they can move the ball but they fail to execute um in Texas makes the, may make those adjustments Iowa State scores quickly 
to start the second half. You're starting to feel really good. And then, man, it was just like the end of the first where Iowa State stalls out. The, the one thing this offensive line does, the better it gets. It still struggles when other teams bring a ton of pressure. We've seen that. Um, we've seen that time and time again this year. Todd Orlando ratcheted it up for Texas. More good calls by them. I don't necessarily know if Iowa State, um, you know, reacted that well to that. But then, again, and it just comes down to if you're an Iowa State fan and you're watching this and when you saw Iowa State was playing for a field goal, nobody, nobody was um, – feeling good at that point right i mean if you, you're you're a damn liar if you if you tell me you were like oh yeah he's gonna make that kick i mean thought he could but <sighs> taking a deep breath that's the theme of this game man um i don't know what else to say for now i need to go through some of these numbers that's your instant reaction podcast thanks for watching on facebook we always appreciate it We're doing more on facebook live each and every day if you're listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, we ask you to rate and review what we do. We're trying to crank out five or six podcasts a week for you guys. We want to be the number one spot for all things Cyclones all the time. And uh, we couldn't do it without all of you guys watching. So thank you, watching and listening. Appreciate our sponsors, the Iowa State University Bookstore. Remember, everything you spend with them, uh, the money stays directly on campus. Also, Carl Chevrolet. Find them at The Rock in Ankeny, also Carl Chevrolet Stewart, and our good friends at the McFarland Clinic. They are the doctors that are down there who work on the Cyclones. I love those guys. They're great supporters of what we do, and they're really good people, and Cyclone Fanatic wouldn't be what it is today without them. So thanks to all for watching. Thanks to all for listening, and uh, enjoy this one, Iowa State fans. And uh, Rob Gray, Jared Stansberry are down. Um, at the interview room right now and they'll have a lot of great content so is Jacqueline Cordova she's got the video camera rolling all that good stuff all right thank you take care